0: Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.
1: Roll free record on my count. Three, seven, six, five, four, three, two. Roll A, fade up on A.
0: Another miss to, to the top. You're tuned
2: in to the Eagle Hour.
3: Hey, good Monday afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the Monday edition of the Eagle Hour. Bob Getty, Kelly Center, and Dalton Stanford from the First Bank Studio in Hattiesburg. And Luke back at the First Bank Studio in Laura. We're finally back in the studios after three consecutive. Days of being on the road. want to thank First Bank for uh, hosting us down there last Friday afternoon. We had a great time with Santa Claus and Daniel and Reggie and uh, all the guys at First Bank. So a big thank you to them and uh, for their continuing sponsorship of the Eagle Hour. Opening segment of today's show, sponsored by Dickey's Barbecue Pit. They're catering for Christmas. You can put in your order now. You can buy a smoked turkey, a Cajun turkey, or a fried turkey. You can buy a spiral ham, or you can buy the full Christmas meal, which includes everything, uh, 10 to 12 people, and your family could possibly devour on Christmas Day. And you can just enjoy the holiday, and you can let Dickie's Barbecue Pit do the cooking. But order now because some supplies are limited And, of course, uh, Christmas is getting closer and closer and closer. All right, Lee Roberts is going to join us uh, later in the program to talk about the bowl news involving Southern Miss. And uh, that's where we're going to start today as there are eight Conference USA teams now slated uh, to play in bowl games. We're going to go over them one by one. And let's start, Luke Johnson, with uh, November the 20th in the Bahamas when Charlotte takes on Buffalo. Charlotte, I think. A bit of a surprise, uh, Conference USA team making postseason play.
0: Yeah, their coach, um, some people thought he might he might be gone after one season, but Charlotte goes bowling for the first time, seven wins. Uh, uh, Buffalo actually opens up as a five uh, five point favorite in this one. Either way, it'll be a fun for both of those schools uh, to be able to to spend pre Christmas um, in in the Bahamas uh, before it's actually five days before December the twentieth. So yeah, congrats to Charlotte for doing that. And Charlotte's one of those teams that they got bowl eligible that pushed the Conference USA teams uh, from six to eight.
3: And is did I hear you say it is their first ever bowl game?
0: I believe so.
1: Yeah. Okay. You know what? You know what makes Charlotte a good choice for the Bahamas too is this is this is so outside the realm of sports, but one of the hubs for what used to be U.S. Air, mm-hmm. or still is, I guess, U.S. Air is Charlotte. So, fly, getting to the Bahamas from Charlotte is pretty easy, right? You know, you've got a lot of nonstop yeah, flights. That's right. So yeah, that's the Bahamas are not as far as people think. No, no, they really aren't. Right. Yeah. All right, there are three bowl
3: games, guys, on the 21st of December. We've got the Boca Raton Bowl, which will be the defending or the new conference champions, I guess, minus their coach, Florida Atlantic against SMU. That's a pretty good opponent there. Uh, The Camellia Bowl, which is in Mobiles, also on the 21st, Florida International at Arkansas State. And the New Orleans Bowl on the 21st is UAB at Appalachian State. And if I look at those three, Luke, I say – I say Florida Atlantic and UAB are going to have their hands full.
0: They will. I mean, that's two 10-win teams. I tell you what, the Boca Raton Bowl is, is, uh, I, I was kind of, I, I guess, cause they stayed at home. I thought FAU at the last second, even though, uh, they wouldn't travel anybody, I thought maybe they would end up in New Orleans because you got a 12-win App State team against a 10-win FAU team. You'd have two conference champions going at each other, but FAU, I guess, uh, elected to, to stay home, but SMU is a good team. They were really hot, lost to Memphis. Um, UAB, on the other hand, I don't think whoever was going to be in the New Orleans Bowl uh, would have their hands full. Um, Appalachian State will probably expose UAB more than Southern Miss and FAU did. That one could be even uglier than the Conference USA Championship Saturday. And then the Camellia Bowl, um, Arkansas State led by Blake Anderson and, and uh, people inside the Pine Belt may not realize Omar Bayless from Laurel High School is a redshirt senior for uh, Arkansas State. He's actually leading all of NCAA in receiving yards and receiving touchdowns. Um, FIU, it depends on really which team of theirs will show up, but I think uh, Arkansas State, as they are the three-point favorite, they will probably win that one.
1: You know, App State, there's, there's stories now surfacing today that their coach is headed to Missouri, the University of Missouri. So not only would FAU be – has already lost, of course, Lane Kiffin, but Appalachian State now from the Sun Belt appears right. to be losing its coach.
3: Not sure if Kiffin will coach Florida Atlantic in that bowl game, but one thing that Kiffin hired Ole Miss uh, reinforces to me is that contracts mean absolutely zero.
1: They protect the coaches. Right. But they absolutely don't, they don't nothing. protect the schools. And yeah. the interesting thing to me about that FAU choice of staying in Boca Raton, anybody that saw – the conference USA champion saw, saw the abysmal crowd right. at FAU. So I guess the bold people thought, well, you know what? If FAU can't get people to show up in Boca Raton, why would we want them to come to New Orleans or wherever? Right. Because they don't even show up at, in Boca Raton. Well,
3: and you make a great point. The contracts only protect the coaches, they don't protect the schools. They mean they're not worth the paper that they're written on all right uh, the gasparilla bowl is in tampa it's on the 23rd of december two days before christmas luke marshall at central florida marshall well that should be that may be a good matchup right there
0: well it's gonna be like a home game for central florida they can just drive over from orlando to tampa um ucf's one of those teams of course they you know they went undefeated last two years locked out of the playoff um ucf uh is a seventeen point favorite in this one, and I think for good reason. It's going to be a home atmosphere, uh, and and you're going to see how either how equal some one of the best teams in Conference USA is with a non champion in the American, or is there that much difference between the American and Conference USA? Right.
3: On December twenty sixth, it's the thank God we're not ever going back there again. The day after Christmas Bowl, the Independence Bowl, uh, Louisiana Tech and
1: Miami. Kelly. I didn't know that that subtext uh, yeah, was.
3: was well, you weren't <laughs> on that trip, or you'd know exactly what I'm talking about.
1: No, and I think a lot of people are surprised <laughs> that uh, that Louisiana Tech uh, took that bowl. You know, of course, it's just straight over interstate uh, 20, you know, so you'd think it from an attendance standpoint, it would be a a great choice. And if it is that cold, big advantage to La Tech because you got the Miami guys coming up who probably aren't used to 20 degree temperatures.
3: Right. Uh, The the nice hotel I was at on Christmas night is not where you ever want to stay on Christmas night by (laughs) yourself. I was.
0: I'll be honest. I was texting some guys yesterday and I guess Louisiana Tech gets the nod here because they're, they're nine and three. They won't got nine wins, but you know, most of the time, and there will be a good crowd coming over from Rustin, but most of the time, you know, bowls consider you want like fans to be in the city and spend money in the city. Everybody's just going to come over in a big, you know, uh, party wagon from Rustin the day of the game. There, there's not going to be really much Louisiana Tech investment. That's why. Conventional wisdom thought that that La Tech may go to Texas, and I, I'll be honest, up until the last second yesterday, until they announced it, uh, this this game because it was announced before the Southern Miss appearance. I really thought the Eagles were going here to play Miami, uh, probably at the end uh, because it's an ACC opponent. You send a nine-win team rather than a seven-win team, right?
3: On the uh, New, New Year's Eve, twelve thirty, the first responders bowl in Dallas pits Western Kentucky against Western Michigan. And on the very last bowl game of the year, this may be the last bowl game of the year. Am I right about that? January the 4th?
1: Well, the national championship game, I think, is after that. I
3: mean, the the regular bowl sale. January the 4th, a long way out. The Saturday after the holidays have come and gone. In Fort Worth, Texas, the Armed Forces Bowl will be held saluting our American military, which is a good thing. And the Golden Eagles take on their old rival six and six Tulane Kelly Sander. Your thought about the matchup?
1: Well, I thought I thought that that there was gonna be because I had heard that, uh, that the NFL commissioner, Roger Goodell, had called Southern Miss and asked them if they wanted to represent the NFC East in the playoffs. <laughs> they might. could. It'd yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. certainly be better than any team they've got right. in there right now. That's right. But all kidding aside, of course, you got the, the rivalry renewed. But you've got two teams that limped to the finish line. You know, and I think I'll be interested to see how both fan bases respond because Tulane lost five out of its last six. The Eagles, five, you lose five out of six games and get a bowl game, right? And, are and there are too many bowls. And maybe? of course, the Eagles, you know, <laughs> didn't didn't play as well as we had hoped the last couple. Of and games. is
3: that opposite of the NFL playoffs? The NFL playoffs start that day. I think they may.
1: I think they do. I think you're right.
3: Wow. So all right, Luke, how you like that matchup?
0: um it, you know it, as far as a i think it's a somewhat winnable game we talked about that last week uh, not just the destination for the eagles but you know who are they going to play it's in fort worth you play at ntcu stadium so it's a 45 50,000 seat stadium so you won't be swallowed up like in an nfl stadium um, I think it's a good destination. It is the next-to-last bowl game. Louisiana and Miami play in the Lending Tree Bowl uh, on the Monday following that, and then then you got the national championship a week later. Um, opponent-wise, I think it's good. And uh, destination-wise, I think it's good, too. Guys can go home for Christmas, and then they can report back. Uh, we did that when we played in the Liberty Bowl. So it, it allows uh, the coaching staff a little breathing room on recruiting. You don't have to instantly jump into bowl practice like you would if you were playing next week. So, uh, you know... It, I think for how they finished, I think it's a pretty good scenario for the Eagles. You know,
3: Kelly, it's at 1030 in the morning, and I'll, we'll do some research. I'll bet you that's the reason. So they get the bowl game before, before the, the playoff game and
0: I And
1: I think the Eagles play Tulane next year in the regular season, if I'm not mistaken. I think Could we be. play Tulane next year.
3: All right. That's uh, how things wrap up for Conference USA. Eight bowl teams out of Conference USA. We're going to talk NFL football, basketball, and other good stuff when we come back.
0: tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top.
3: Welcome back. Glad you're with us on a Monday afternoon. This segment sponsored by Campus Bookmart and CampusBookmart.net. Christmas shopping is reaching a frenzied pace. And if you have a Golden Eagle on your Christmas list, it's a no-brainer. you got to go to Campus Bookmart and check out their inventory. If you're listening in other parts of the state, you can go to CampusBookmart.net. And uh, pick it out. They'll get it delivered to your front door. Great selection. You know, they've really stocked up for Christmas. And uh, Kelly Sander, it just wouldn't make any sense if you've got a Golden Eagle in your family that you wouldn't make a stop there.
1: And again, if you're if you're shopping for clothes and they don't have, you know, the size aren't on the racks because they because they go pretty quickly. Ask one of the courteous sales clerks because they have they have a lot of it in the back that they just they're keeping so busy all the time that sometimes they can't get it restocked right that minute. So ask them if they if you have if they have your size they probably do. It's just in the back. Right. So. All right, Luke. Uh, the new basketball
3: regime got their first official Division One win. Saturday. Saturday afternoon. Tell our listeners all about that.
0: Yeah, Golden Eagles are actually trailing the. Uh, Kelly, what, what's the, the mascot again? I'm looking at it. I just want to give you the honors of, of saying the mascot for Southern Illinois. And the Salukis. There you go. So Southern Miss was trailing the Salukis of Southern Illinois at one point, 17 points, but they came back, um, hit some shots down the stretch, and they went 72-69. Leonard Harper-Baker, 20 points, 11 rebounds, so double-double for him. Golden Eagle fans excited to see Ladavius drain three of five um, behind the three-point stripe. He finished with 12 points. Tyler Stevenson started this game 15 points. Um, the one concern, guys – Uh, freshman Angel Smith, who everybody was excited about, top 20 uh, recruit from the state of Florida. He started in three minutes in the game, got an injury. Haven't really heard anything official yet, but they were examining his wrist. Jay Ladner said that he was getting some x-rays. So hopefully uh, the freshman in his first game hasn't fractured his wrist of of any sort. Gabe Watson came in, um, played 36 minutes, and uh, got 14 points. So Eagles um, shot the ball a little better. Drain shot the ball a little better. Um, Eagles shot 61% in, uh, in the second half, 50% uh, behind the stripe in the second half. And what we continue to see is Points off the bench. This is going to be a deep team when we get to conference play. 22 points. They play North Florida this coming um, Saturday. Hopefully get uh, Jack Donmey back for that, the big man down low. So uh, North Florida Saturday, and then the trip out to Lubbock on Monday against Texas Tech.
3: Texas Tech—they're pretty good, aren't
0: they?
1: I think they were a Final Four team last year, weren't they? They Were in the championship game last year. Oh, they were—they were a a Final Two team then. That's pretty good. (laughs) But then again, you know, when you're playing Seton Hall and North Carolina and Michigan and Gonzaga and Iowa State, why not play Texas Tech? Why not throw
3: Texas Tech in the pot? Yeah, Yeah. why not? Yeah.
1: But but you have to. I'm very encouraged at the at how hard these guys play. Right. I mean, they were behind and uh, and came back and held the lead. You know, so in crunch time. They did what they needed to do to get it done. Right. That's encouraging. How about
3: you, Luke? How do you feel about it?
0: Um, I, I just feel like th- this team's getting deeper, uh, and, and that's the big thing. And I think they're being deeper because he's having to play more guys in order to see who the best combination is so that when we hit conference play, because if you look at the schedule – I mean, guys, you only got three games left before you start conference play on December 30th against Louisiana Tech. So I, I feel like he's he's throwing guys out there um, with a lot of, you know, just trying to, to get the right amount this time. Let me count them. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. You had uh, seven or eight guys that played over ten minutes. Um, they're shooting the ball uh, better. We continually see them shooting the ball in the 45 to 50% range. They shot 57.4% for the game um saturday and uh we we see them what you want to see them because it this is almost what happened in the two lane game you almost came back and won that one they're getting down too early or they're giving up these spurts from the other team you want to see you know the uh, the clamp on that a little bit before you hit conference play
1: but here's something that is encouraging yet depressing at the same time when you look at of course lots of times it's not necessarily how good you are but it's how good the teams you're playing when you look at conference usa i know this is going to shock you But there's only about four of the 13 teams that have a winning record at this point. Mm -hmm. All right. So it doesn't appear that there's going to be any giants to be stalked, you know, in the league. So that's good for the Eagles, who are a young team trying to, you know, trying to find themselves, so to speak. So, again, I don't think this the Eagles were picked to finish dead last in Conference USA. And I don't I don't see that. All right, fellas, I want y'all to give me
3: a business a business lesson here. I want to tell you a little scenario, and then I want you guys to give me the explanation because I find it concerning.
1: Please tell me that you're not going to start this story with when I was a kid. No, no. no. Oh. This was Saturday, actually. Okay.
3: I have a friend here over the weekend who had a knee replacement a few months ago, so he's not walking very well. And we had lunch at 4th Street Barn and Grill. Poor boy. My my goodness, the shrimp sandwich. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's a story for another day. Uh, and uh, I asked him, we're down the street. Uh, it's like five minutes before tip-off. Would you like to go down and watch a little basketball? Sure, I'd love to. He's from out of town. So we head down 4th Street, and I peer over to the right across the street from the Coliseum and see that the baseball parking lot is virtually empty, practically empty. And I thought, well, that won't be too bad a walk for All him. Right. And as I turn into the parking lot, I'm stopped. By a security guard. The parking lot is roped off. I think, well, okay. Let's go across the street because there are no cars parked around the Coliseum, hardly at all. And there's a Suburban there. Looks like a family, and they're going in. Get behind the Suburban. I see the Suburban has been turned around. We get there, roped off. We go back around the back of the campus to the back entrance to the Coliseum. Lots of parking spaces roped off. Can't get in. So we're turned away from three parking spots near the Coliseum that are amply available and just decided to go to the house. Now, guys, I know nothing about running things like that, but my common sense would tell me if the game has started and the parking lots all around the arena are mostly empty – why would you not let a couple of fans come in there and park if they wanted to walk across the street and go to the basketball game?
1: Well the answer the, the, no, I will hear it. I'm yeah. guessing the university answer would be that those are reserved for you know bas- hardwood club members or equal club members, et cetera. Right. But the key phrase here is once the game has started. Correct. okay, my point. Exactly. Yeah. yeah is that and, or or when you, and when you have a per- person like the gentleman that you're talking about, There should be a special area to where they can either be golf carted, you know, Mm -hmm. to the, you know, when you've got. What you're saying is customer service. Yeah. Well, once the game is over, I understand you wanting to reserve them for club members or whatever. But if they're not there and not going to use them, don't let them go to waste. Correct. Luke, you agree with that?
0: To the top. (laughs) (laughs) That was the most indifferent answer I've heard in my life.
3: (laughs) Every time you think Luke is not going to get you, he rings you with a
1: good. (laughs) Well, really, I I don't think my answer can get you in any trouble. Well, I mean, I mean, mean, uh, they're they're reserved for their reserved. Yeah, but but once the game is over, and and you tell your Eagle Club members, look, if you're, you know, we're going to give your spot away. If you don't make it by game time. I thought that
0: was the rule already, if you didn't show up to your spot by a certain time. I'm not sure
1: what the rule is.
0: And I'm not I'm
3: not trying to say that as a criticism. I'm just trying to point out that I see little things from a business perspective that might enhance attendance at sporting events and uh the next time I see Jeremy, I'm gonna mention that to him and just see what he
1: says. He's always been very open oh, to completely you know, totally. anything, anything yeah. like that. And and even right. if it's even if you don't want to open up the circle around Reed Green or the baseball park, there obviously Hattiesburg is a retirement community. It's been designated that you know for a long time. A lot of people come here to retire. And when you have older people, you talked about the hip replacement, knee replacements, people who have trouble getting around somehow maybe they should be able to if they're going to park you away from Reed Green, then why not have a courtesy shuttle, you know, for some older people to get them, get them to the game and older people generally have more time so they can go to the games. They're not caught up with their kids' soccer games or, you you know, church events on Wednesday nights or whatever for that their kids are involved in. So make it more fan friendly, at least for older folks. All
3: right. All right. We're going to talk more football here in just a moment. I think we've got a minute or so left. Uh, Luke, uh, I'm I'm beginning to get a little concerned about the Hoodats. Gave up way too many points yesterday.
0: To the top. <laughs> and no, um, <laughs> that was that was a just a classic game. Now here here's, here's where game. it gets into it. Sean Payton got too cute. You you're up. You're up six points. Why do you go for two points? Because that's what bites you in the tail late in the game. Right. Um, it, it wouldn't be a game without us commenting on this. Um, we should say on the fake punt, you know who the guy was that was – you can't get called for pass interference. Any Saints fan that's mad about a pass interference call can't happen on a punt. Should have probably been a holding call. You know who that was? No. That was Tavarius Moore from Southern Miss. Really? From Quitman, Mississippi. Really? And what he tweeted after the game was, I don't make the rules, I just play by them. Now, I was ingenious coaching by the San Francisco 49ers knowing um, that he couldn't get a P.I. on that. So, yeah, the long and short of it is I felt like in a few places, Sean Payton got outcoached. Towards the end of the game, they left too much time on the clock. And what can you say about George Kittle at the end of the game making that run? Uh, Garoppolo made the plays when he did. I just thought it was two great teams going yeah, at it. No question. Um, Saints can still wrap up the, the one seed. They're just going to
3: have to have some Kittle's middle. the best tight end in the game, everybody agrees
0: with it.
1: Well, well he's, out of, he's out of Iowa. You can't go wrong with a tight end yeah. out of Iowa. But, but how smart are the 49er fans after the game going down to the French Quarter and chanting, Weed At? We dat. We say we going to beat them Saints. Not real smart by the 49er fans, in my opinion. No,
3: that's a good way to start a fight. <laughs>
1: yeah. All right. Lee Roberts
3: going to talk about uh, the postseason for Southern Miss football right after this.
0: To the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the
2: Eagle Hour.
0: Back on a Monday, Golden Eagles wrap up uh, a season and get a bid to the Armed Forces Bowl. This uh, January 4th against the Tulane Green Wave. Thanks for listening to the Eagle Hour today. Luke Johnson, Bob Getty, Kelly Center. Dalton Stanford from the First Bank Studios in Hattiesburg and beautiful downtown Laurel. Third segment of the Eagle Hour, bought to us by the previously mentioned delightful meal Bob Getty had awesome. on uh, Saturday. What you what you have shrimp po' boys? Uh, what,
3: what else, man? You can't you can't get away yeah. from it. It's just more food that you could eat and absolutely delicious. More Fourth food.
1: Street Bar and Grill. I ate it. Not, I was going to say not more food than <laughs> I can eat. <laughs> I stuffed, but I, I did eat it. Yeah. <laughs>
0: 4th Street Bar and Grill located just in the shadow of M.M. Roberts Stadium and the University of Southern Mississippi. Go by and see our good friend Slade and the whole crew at 4th Street Bar and Grill. Well, it's Monday, and talk a little bowl postseason action for the Eagles, and we always try to bring celebrities on this show, and we should say the statistical celebrity uh, regular on our show, Lee Roberts, third all-time, tied with Brett Favre himself, for most touchdown passes, third all-time passing efficiency and fourth all-time incompletion percentage. Now, Lee, I know that was back in the dark ages, but those are still some pretty impressive stats.
3: And he owned Tulane, didn't
0: he, Luke? Just owned him. <laughs> he did four touchdowns <laughs> except, against Tulane, Lee. Do you remember that senior game? In
2: your year, so I would have to say that that was that was the the one conference loss outside of the Houston game in ninety six that we lost. But and anyway. He,
1: and he might uh, lead the team in efficiency, but you talk to his wife Tracy, and he's not very efficient around the house. I'm telling you that right now.
2: Hey come on now. Come on and <laughs> maybe pardoned and due to those four boys at the house
3: too. Right. So. so Lee, let me ask you this question right out of the gate. Really one of the last bowl games of the year, January fourth. So pretty good gap between the last time the team will have played and the bowl game a lot more a lot more than than most teams will experience is that an advantage or a disadvantage for a college football team
2: you know it's it i'd say it's probably a disadvantage um but both teams are going to have to right. you know go through it you know and, and you you guys have watched so many bowl games i mean i have as well it seems like each team, when the, the ball games start, are, are pretty rusty, kind of like the beginning of a year. Obviously, you've, you've laid off, but you know, for Southern Miss, you know, one thing they'll be able to get all this recruiting behind themselves, enjoy a little bit of Christmas, and then go uh, play in a ball game. So I think it's going to work out good. This is the first time in a long time that I can remember that we've played a, a ball game in January as opposed to December. And, you know, for, for fans, uh, you know, an early bowl game sometimes might work out, but I feel like this is good. You kinda get Christmas and all the holiday stuff behind you and then mm-hmm. before school gets started back up, you you know, everybody's got a fresh set of vacation hopefully and hopefully we'll get a crowd that can go out there and again playing a a cross uh, cross state team that used to be our rival in Tulane. So I'm excited about now,
3: that. Now when you guys are winning the uh, Liberty Bowl uh, back in your day, back in the glory days, they
1: spanked Pitt. Baby, Oh,
3: they just killed everybody they played. They had a great quarterback. Uh, those were on New Year's <laughs> Eve, were they not, Lee? As I recall, maybe I don't remember.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the uh, Liberty Bowls were played like right. And my, my my junior year was a night game on New Year's Eve, so or late afternoon game. Now, how many Liberty
3: Bowls did you, know, you play in?
2: I played in the Liberty Bowl in '97, and then I actually played the Humanitarian Bowl in '98. Okay, I got you. So, okay. so if you remember back the 96 team, we were co-champs with Houston, but since they beat us head-to-head, they went to the Liberty Bowl that year.
0: I got you. They literally beat you by one inch, Lee. One it inch. Was, uh, Brandon Francis, yeah, it was, man.
2: It was close. It was close for sure.
0: Now, Lee Roberts, we're talking
1: football, but we would certainly be remiss if we did not congratulate you on one of your sons now officially becoming a Golden Eagle on the basketball court, Yes. Yes, that's exactly right. How about uh, that, you guys? Hey. Yeah,
2: yeah, we're uh, we're excited. So he's getting an opportunity to uh, you know continue his college, his his playing days, and he's gonna get to stay right here at home at Southern Miss too. So we're we're super excited about that. Good for Congratulations. him, man. Yeah, congrats. yeah well, that's cool.
3: always great news here. Local kids want to go to Southern Miss. I like hearing that.
2: Yeah, absolutely. We're 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 pumped. I so appreciate you guys.
3: All right, Luke. We stole your interview, so jump right in.
0: No, it's all good. Yeah, we played – I think that uh, Liberty Bowl kick when you all smoked pit, Lee, I think it was like three. We played at 2.30. But but you bring up the fact that even with the Liberty Bowl, we didn't go up to Memphis till the 26th. Now, in 2 when I played the Houston Bowl, we played on the 27th. So, you know, I had to wake up on the Christmas Day and look at, um, you know, a teammate. So uh, that's the benefits on these Southern Miss fans. You know, maybe some people want to go to Shreveport. Maybe some people wanted to go um, here or there. You can get Christmas out of the way and – and, but but what do you think the, the 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 continual disadvantage from a from a practice perspective I mean do you think they're going to practice them uh, for a couple weeks take or for a week and a half take a Christmas break and then bring them back for bull prep?
2: you know I know this week just because of finals I don't think there's anything really going on on the field and you know pop may give them a couple more days off next week I, I really don't know I don't think the practice schedule has been released um, I, I know it's bowl season always is opportunity to get some younger guys some reps get some guys that are banged up try to get them as healthy as possible but i mean i'll I'll say this hop will have them prepared he'll have them ready to go and you know it has been a long season and the end of this season i know the guy's legs were you know kind of probably giving them a little bit of uh discomfort just because it's been a long year and so get a chance now to get, get fresh legs underneath them and and be ready to go and basically a one-game a one game season now and a chance for us to finish the year with a win. I know it's kind of disappointing finishing with two losses as we did, but this will be our chance. So to answer your question, I'm not really sure, but I feel like uh, they will get a little bit of time off before they get started back.
0: From uh, the quarterback perspective, Marcelo Rodriguez enters the transfer portal. One of the things we do get by going to a bowl season, we get the extra reps. Do you expect to see a lot from Tate Watley and maybe even Jaden Johnson because of where their redshirt stuff is? I mean, do you do you feel like going into a bowl game, it's going to be all Jack, or do you think we may see a little Tate?
2: You know, you you may see some of Tate. You know, obviously, got to get him some reps. He hasn't had much reps at all this year. Um, but I mean, it, it's Jack because it's Jack's team. It's it's Jack's um, job and. You know, obviously, he's, he's a guy that's that's been there under center uh, the last couple of years. And, I mean, again, I think Tate will get some opportunity, but I don't think it's going to be where they're going to say, hey, Tate, you're going to play half the game. Jack, you're going to play half the game. I think this is preparation like no other. We're going to pre- prepare like we're going to go win and compete and uh, do what we have to there. So, But I think you will get a chance maybe to see some guys that you haven't seen earlier in the year
3: and of course it renews of what was at one time a great rivalry so if you're going to have a matchup I was pretty happy when I saw they were going to get a chance to play two Lane
1: and I do want to stand I do want, I stand corrected I think I said earlier in the in the show that I thought the Eagles were going to play two lane next year but actually 22 and 23 in, in 2022 uh, I think the the wave comes here and then in 23 we go down there uh I think Mm-hmm. But but it is yeah, two thousand twenty two and twenty three, not next year.
2: Well, well, your first statement was correct because we are going to play
1: Tulane next year officially, right? Yes, that is wrong.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Look, yeah. leave the jokes to me, Lee Roberts. <laughs> 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 I,
2: I'm just going ahead and tell you that you were right, Kelly. Yeah. I was just letting you know you I, I were was right originally.
1: I was right. accidentally right, and and you know, yeah. logistically, <laughs> Luke Johnson could. How, how about this? Go to the ball game in Fort Worth take your time coming back stop in ruston on your way back and cheer on the basketball eagles as they play la tech which i think is right in is it right in that time frame or are they here then it's actually the well same actually
0: because day. we play them two times in a row that's what's it's get, the same day is that what lee said it's the same it's, day yeah it's, it's the, the, the same, same day it's the same day and i think it's an
2: afternoon tip so it's going to be very tough to try to get there cuz that's actually yeah. something i know that you know, John was actually looking at if it. it was a night game if he'd better make that or not. But it's an afternoon tip.
1: Well, Lee, and, and well, I have you here too. And this is something you didn't know when you played in that Liberty uh, the um, the Liberty Bowl game where you guys clobbered Pitt. Those of us in our crew, we were, we were going to do fireball shots every time Southern Miss scored a touchdown. In retrospect, that was a very bad idea. <laughs> yeah. You
2: could have, I could have told you that from the get-go. <laughs> and,
1: and it's because of that that I don't remember a whole lot.
3: That was a great day. I remember that day like that was yesterday. That was, that was one of maybe the, I don't know, maybe one of the high moments of Southern Miss football.
1: One of I the best that. overall performances ever
3: of a Southern that. Miss team. You'd agree with that, wouldn't you, Lee? That was a great, great day there.
2: You know, and, and, and people ask me some of my favorite memories and obviously my first start, but really as a, as a game, it is that Liberty Bowl. Just because it was – I mean, it was what Southern Miss football is all about. I mean, it's, offense, it's defense, defensive, it's special teams. Everybody else across the board came to play. Everybody can, contributed. And uh, Underdog going in and really shocked, shocked the world after that game. And how about so, that Southern Miss
3: crowd that was there that day, Lee? You remember that,
2: I'm sure. Oh, just a, a – of black and gold, and you're talking about a cold game too. And yeah. as the day got the day got uh, longer, and the sun goes down and gets dark, it just got extremely, uh, extremely cold and frigid. So, very, mm-hmm. uh, very proud of what
1: and what uh, Golden Eagle Nation Pittsburgh
3: was didn't sure. know what hit them.
1: <laughs> That's right, buddy. anytime you can <laughs> no, beat some, beat a team from the Northeast, we're all for it. Yeah. All right, Lee Roberts, thank exactly. you, buddy. We'll be
3: talking to you between now and the ball game, I'm sure.
1: Okay, sounds good. Appreciate
3: it. All right. The great Lee Roberts, everybody, one of the fine Southern Miss quarterbacks in Golden Eagle football history. All right, we'll be back. We'll jump back on the NFL for just a minute. We've got another segment to go. Stay with us.
0: Side. Toyota of Hattiesburg brings you the fourth segment of the Eagle Hour every single day with Christmas coming up and you're looking for a new ride or maybe someone in your family, a new car, a new truck, a new SUV. Stop by Toyota of Hattiesburg. Always great deals, and we appreciate their sponsorship of the Eagle Hour. So the Golden Eagles are set to play Tulane January the 4th, 1030 in the morning on the campus of Texas Christian Univers- University in the Lock. Heed Martin Armed Forces Bowl uh, against the Tulane Green Wave. Golden Eagle fans, you are much encouraged to buy them straight through your tickets to the Southern Miss ticket office because each ticket you purchase directly benefits Southern Miss Athletics, and it guarantees that you will be sitting with other black and gold Eagles um, around. Guys, we should note that uh, track coach John Stewart has released his 2020 uh, track and field Schedule came out Friday Golden Eagles set to compete in four indoor tournaments or indoor meets we should say starting on January the 10th at UAB and then at Samford Houston and then at Vandy uh Valentine Day weekend, then ten outdoor track and field meets. Man, some big places are going: Florida State, Alabama, Auburn, LSU, Mississippi State. Uh, they will be hosting uh, the US USM Invitational on March sixth. So uh, exciting to see how well that this track and field program continues to rise.
3: All right, before we get onto the NFL, we're going to be back on the road Friday. We're going to be with JT at Corner Market in Midtown, and it is our annual Christmas uh, toy drive. This year, we're raising toys, collecting toys, and canned food. The canned food will go to Homes of Hope. The toys will go to the Batson's Children's Hospital in Jackson. So if you're a listener to the Eagle Hour, please, between now and Friday, stop by one of the three corner markets in Hattiesburg, Bellevue, Oak Grove, Midtown, or the Citizens Bank, the Citizens Bank, on Highway 98 West, and please drop off a toy and, if you're at the grocery store, pick up four or five cans of food, please. Drop it off at one of our locations. We really need your help. Uh, we'll be culminating the event this Friday at Corner Market in Midtown.
1: And one of those listeners is a gentleman by the name of Ron Jay, who lives in the Cambridge community out in West Hattiesburg. Big fan of this show and is always very complimentary whenever he runs into one of us on the street. So thank you, Ron. He's actually a fan of that school up north. Is he? That has a new coach. Well, but. seeing
3: that that's his case and he listens to the Eagle Hour, Ron, please bring a toy or a bag of food to our toy drive, And
1: we'll forgive you. And right? we'll
3: overlook your discrepancy <laughs> in
1: taste. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so thanks, Ron Jay, for your support and
3: kind words. All right, real quickly, Saints uh, lose a thriller, but obviously still very much in the hunt. The Patriots are starting to show some weakness and uh, you you begin to think that maybe this is not a year that the Patriots are going to um, are going to win. I think right now your best four teams would have to be New Orleans, San Francisco,
1: Baltimore, Baltimore. for sure.
3: And you know, the and the Redskins kind of up in the air, don't you think? The Redskins. <laughs> Yeah, they're on the move. They almost, wow, they almost beat the Luke. Packers yesterday. I'm going to point that out. Almost beat the Packers. <laughs> hey, look, they are not mathematically eliminated from winning I think the they NFC they are now. Are they? Officially, From yes, winning the, the NFC right East? Yeah. Who is the fourth best team,
1: fellas? Um, tell you what, Minnesota's coming on. Minnesota's defense is really good. Yeah, Minnesota, well. Minnesota yeah. yeah.
0: It's not the Packers. I would say it would be Seattle. Uh, New England has a 10-win team, but I, I would think you got three in the NFC. I think that could be right. Seattle's pretty. They got beat last night, but they're pretty tough. Todd Munkin's Browns are on the
1: on the fringe of the playoffs. You know the Browns. Yeah, but they
3: won a big one yesterday because nobody beats the Cincinnati. No, I'm sorry.
1: No, everybody. Everybody, I, I got that. Back. <laughs>
3: everybody beats the
0: Cincinnati.
1: And Bengals. good news for Cleveland—they play Cincinnati one more time. Is that right? Yeah, no, they're
0: pretty happy. I'm sorry. About that. They've already marked that as a win, then yeah. How did how do we miss this? I'm going with the Chiefs. I'll go with the, well, Chiefs, the Chiefs over the Seahawks yeah, yeah. as number four. Yeah, it could yeah. be. Now, Luke,
3: I understand you're going to see the Hudats here soon.
0: Yes, uh, next Monday I'll be with you guys in uh, in Hattiesburg for the Eagle Hour, and uh, my wife will be wearing her Drew Brees jersey with a uh, with with us. She'll be there, and uh, then right after, uh, it's kind of our Christmas present um, to each other. We are going to Monday night football against the Colts.
3: Well, how about this? How about you let Lauren sit in your seat for the Eagle Hour that Monday? Can that can we work that out?
0: Maybe we can Is get Kelly some... going to be there. Maybe. We... <laughs>
1: Yeah, because you know she's not safe, even with me. With <laughs> no woman is safe. You know, the uh, maybe we get some tickets from Picasso. He's a cult now. We can yeah. go down and cheer for. Who are you cult? going to yeah. see? Him, who are
3: you going to see him play, Luke? Colts. The Colts. Colts, Yeah. yeah. Well, it's a pretty good game. Yeah. It's a pretty good team.
1: But you know what? The Patriots have now lost two in a row, and they're getting ready to make it three, buddy. Because they they play next? They go to the jungle in Cincinnati this Sunday.
3: (laughs) Oh, geez. So so they bounce back is what you're trying. Yes.
0: We we would be remiss if we did not uh, simply acknowledge the fact that a school up north hired a new coach who is leaving Conference USA and who has won two Conference USA titles. Uh, With all that excitement, People were handing him babies on the runway yesterday, and he was given high fives. Um, we should congratulate Lane Kiffin on a career move, but we should also offer our instant regret that he has won the last conference championship that he will ever win in his coaching career. with <laughs> and, be-
1: and because he has taken the job in Oxford, Ooh. since he's going to be at All Miss, he's officially changing his first name to Skippy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think we've probably stirred up enough for one day. <laughs> be I think so. right? We'll
3: be back tomorrow at one o'clock. And until then, Southern Mist <laughs> to, to the, the top. top. Into the future. I want to fly
1: like an eagle.